Where, where's the fucking double? If we're live, Wait, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Meltdowns pre-show. I love it. We well, I'm, trying to find, I'm trying to find something. I can't fucking find it. Oh, here it is. Thank God for that. For? I'm making you something now because oh, oh, fucking well, nice. All right. Well, let me say hello to the people. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome, Welcome back. Welcome to the Blue Abroad show. After the Blues get a really good win against the D's. And after the Blues win eight in a row, these are unprecedented times we are now living in. And uh, we are just here to enjoy the ride for whatever it's going to be. So it's great to be here. Pommy, as always, mate, what's happening? Monday night, just did the ratings. I am... For my favourite people, chat, making something on the fly. Right, I've done it. Okay, yeah, I'm good. How is everyone? We're winning. Winning flags. Stuff like that. How good? I'm good. It's brilliant. It really is. Lucky Jack. Uh, I did not buy any more $85 scarves, but you know what? <laughs> might start making that a thing every week. <laughs> That's what I might do. Pommy, how was your weekend, mate? Um... Yeah, really good. When we win, it's really good. And then I did a bit of investigative journalism, which we'll find out um, a bit later in the show. Um, yeah. Pretty much Pom just doing Pom things, really. Spent time with the family. Um, became really hard work for any mate I have who doesn't support Carlton by telling them we're winning the flags, we're doing whatever we want, we run the city. Yeah, I'm going through my villain arc now. Um I, I am like the what's it? I am the like the nice happy median for the opposition fans, and I think now I'm starting to get into that hatred category. So I'm on my villain arc. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Well, we've got a few things to do tonight. Quite a few things. Few announcements. Giving away two hundred dollars tonight on the Blue Broad Show, and that is uh, thanks to our newest sponsor of the fan cams, Northern Tile Distributors. So later on in the show, going to give out $200 to somebody who entered the competition on Instagram. Looking forward to that. Uh, we're going to talk about the game. We're going to talk about the VFL. We're going to talk about the next little period of time. And uh, I think, you know, we've got to start the show the right way. So we're going to play the fan cams compilation to start the show. So stand by for that. I have waited so long to say this, but hello and welcome to the fan cams after the blue. <sighs> wow. That was un believable and you know what how fucking great is it to be behind these boys how good is it remember six weeks ago oof cow and beat oh geelong are old one two three who, who else do you want us to beat you know what i mean you want to start resurrecting the great clubs of the 80s and 90s for us to take out we'll take them fuckers out too playing finals did you see crips at the end just jumping around like a little kid yeah they knew he was so happy show us what you've learned from last year yeah and they showed us 
Look, it was it was a bit shaky. I'm not gonna lie, it was a bit shaky. But fuck, man, we did it, bro. We we are we are the real deal. Players to come back. That's yeah. the that's the kicker, bro. Like yeah. Sam Walsh, Adam Chera, Harry McKay. <laughs> oh, nice. Tears, man. Oh, fucking hell. I was that close to crying, mate. Come on, Terry! Come on! The Blues, Terry! Come on! Why not us? Why not the Blues, Terry? Come on! God, the bangers! Come on, Terry! It was the most intensely, like, I don't think I've ever watched a game live as intense as that game. I was every single touch. I was just so focused on the game. It was insane. Like when the siren went at the end, I was shaking, man. Look, I literally went weak at the knees. I couldn't physically stand up after that final siren. Like my whole body was just in shock. And I haven't had that in the longest time. Like, and then had a positive ending to it. Do you know what I mean? Like I've experienced that, but it's always like the, oh, I can't get up now. I need to cry in my seat because of what they've done to me. And this time it was like, no, I need to get up and celebrate, but I can't get up. Mate, how good? How good was that? As good as it gets, mate, honestly. As good, that, that, that was, I'll never forget tonight, ever. Yeah, I, I'm still, I'm a little bit speechless, to be honest, because it's, it's like, it's, it's eight in a row, brother. Yeah, it's eight in a row. Really, I, honestly, I, I cried. I don't even care. You know what? I fucking cried. I'll, I'll show you a photo, a photo um, of a video that my friends took of me. <laughs> <laughs> of course i appreciate it so much like yeah. everyone was singing the song around me i was sitting and my face was just stunned i was like i was like you know this yeah we actually just just won like we actually just you know a year later of just one huge bag is a fucking flag is mate this is fucking it we are fucking coming the pins are coming they're coming all right they're coming Halo and Carlton highlights, they they, they, they hit differently, mate. <laughs> they do. I love Zaki. Zaki gets me up and about. I do want to shout out my lovely friend, Taryn DeMonk, as well. On the watch along, I gave a bit of banter to the wonderful Dutch people because of Van Ruin. So, no offence to Taryn. I, I love you, really. Uh, yeah. But in-game, if you're Dutch, you cop it. Fair. As would a pom if they ever play against us, they'll cop it as well. Fair. Um, yeah, look, a special night, another one. We add to the collection of awesome memories. And you know, for the first time <laughs> in a while, like like I'm watching replays. Like there was a period of time this season where I wasn't watching replays because I'm like, I couldn't stand the thought of watching them play football. And now I just can't get enough. It's just a total turnaround and all of a sudden, mate, the belief of everybody has turned on its head. I like the way that you were uh, only you don't watch the uh, watch you don't watch the replays and Pomsy are doing reviews and having to watch the replay three times when we get dicked by hundred. 
Um, I, I would admit, though, Terry, I concur. It's not so bad watching when they're doing everything well. It's nice to watch. It's yeah. Um, but I will say this. I said this um, to my friend uh, Michael Madden, who's a big fan of this show and Blue Abroad and Pommy and Oz. Um, my pop used to say to me, whenever you start winning and you go well in life, that it's always good to humble yourself sometimes and just take a minute to enjoy and revel in your brilliance. He always used to say to me, revel in your own brilliance, because one day it just means when you win, you're closer to your next failure. So take the time to enjoy when it's going well, because when it goes shit, it's always good just to look back and go, well, it has gone well before. It'll go well again. It'll go well again. And obviously my apology worked. Taryn joined up. So uh, <laughs> bygones are bygones. Love you. I'll spend my next holiday in Holland. I just want to have my wife. <laughs> Very good. Thanks, Taryn. Uh, also, so just so people are clear, subscribing is free. And then there's another option to be a member of the channel where you pay either $3 a month, $7 a month, or 30 bucks a month. So just so we're clear on that. Um, but thank you very much, Taryn. Of your heritage is just a side order for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah, look, it was, it, was, it was a special win. And, you know, let's just waste no time at all and get stuck right into it. So chat, three words, please. Three words to summarize round 22. Um, I'll give you three. <laughs> Two-day fan or four. Two-day fan cams, mate. Double up. Quick How good. <laughs> Sunday <laughs> fan cams. That's the three words. There's your three words. It's good, isn't it? I mean, it, it, it's good. I mean, it was a, it was the World War One of football games, wasn't it? Um, two people giving it their all for probably a metre of space at each time. It was the ultimate test for our boys. And I don't often give credit to the opposition um, because I'm still in war mode come Monday, but Melbourne are an incredible football team who play yeah. incredible football and they play it in the right way. And they brought their best and we brought our best. And I will go on record as saying, I thought regardless of the outcome from start to finish, we were the better side. And I am so glad these boys got, over the line because that game had that horrible synergy when they had that behind five points. They've been here before and I want to credit and I want you to go back. AFL have put up the last two minutes and I want you to, you can go and watch the last two minutes of last year's and just everything about this side was different. The way that they ran off the ball when we got the ball back, the way that they were still committed, the way that they took their time, they took marks, they tried something new it really showcased the development in this group. And th these boys now, if no one should have a doubt about this football team, this football team isn't just special. It is something that few sides in AFL history have had this type of story arc. They have been disappointing. They've come so close to achieving goal one of finals. They fucked it up. They've had a horrible start to the season. Everyone wants to sack the coach. Everyone wants to sack the players. Then they come out of it again and redeem themselves. It's a beautiful story. It's a beautiful place to be. I don't think I have ever had any honour in my life like I have been on this show with you, Terry, on a Monday to present about such a wonderful football team. And you know what? 
let's ride the high because fuck me, we deserve it. No one in the world deserves what we're feeling at the moment as much as we do. This is a beautiful yeah. place and credit to everyone involved. Yeah, and that's a great time to be alive. Um, it, it seriously is. Um, that first half, well, that whole game, but that first half, I, I'm trying to think of many games that we've been in, like where you have, there's always an arm wrestle to start a game. And the game sort of, it's a bit tight to tussle defensive action on both sides. And there's a bit of an arm wrestle and then eventually it opens up. Sometimes it takes five minutes. Sometimes it takes 10. Sometimes it takes a quarter. But that first half, and then watching it back again was one of the one of the more unrelenting arm wrestles from either side. And then you look at probably two five to six minute patches from us where we got the scoreboard pressure. So you look at the start of the, I think there was a period in the third, but more importantly, the start of the fourth quarter. The game was so hotly contested. And then all of a sudden you put two goals quickly on the board in the start of the fourth and then just set up the win that way. Um Everyone doing their job. We just did the player ratings as well. We saw the work rate. You know, it was it was a will. It was a will to win, and it was a will that no matter what, they weren't going to let last year's situation happen again. And now, now twelve months on, we're living through the time where we can now look back and say they needed it. They needed last year. They needed the pain to springboard into something greater. Um, because you need something to reference in the back of your mind when it's all said and done and you know you're you're absolutely done finished cooked mentally spiritually you got nothing else left in your lungs and you need to just find something else and it just had that feeling about them they were just not going to lose no matter what the refusal to lose is good. I, I think the big question for me about mm. this side, and every week they seem to answer a little question I have nagging, what happens when this happens? I thought this week we saw two things that we haven't really seen in these eight wins. And that was, we went back to them losses where we keep having shots at goal for behinds. And yeah. I think it got to what, eight goals one goal eight at one stage, one goal seven. I can't remember quite what it was, but we kept having that, win but we couldn't get the goal and then they kicked that goal out the bat they took the lead it was great to watch our boys never relent from the game plan they were like okay cool we're not scoring today but we are creating our opportunities so that was a huge tick for me they didn't shit themselves they were like mm. okay it'll happen and also the next one, I wanted to see what would happen when a team is capable of kicking in clusters, which mm. I feel like we've managed to kill Collingwood, Port and St. Kilda who do that. And this week we saw it. We had them three goals in a row in the fourth. They came back. The boys never looked worried. And then obviously it was the most tackles recorded in a game this year between both sides. It was hard. I thought the last two minutes, the boys started to really show that they can handle a little bit. The fact that they were trying to kick to their one wood, which was kicking it deep, getting the ball on the ground and then creating the stoppage. And that's the big difference if you watch the two minutes last year versus the two minutes this year, the last two minutes. Cowton's willingness to say, well, you know what? If we can just create another stoppage, we win. We win because we're a better stoppage side. We're yep. strong round here. And you know what? Full credit to them because both sides go off that field, I think we've nothing lost everything to gain. I think 
we come off that field there saying, you know what, we can win a tight one as well when it's not quite going our way, when it's not yeah. quite getting the results we want. And you know what, now I think we need to get rid of danger game. That needs to be banned out of every Carlton fan's vocabulary now. I asked you to do it this week. This week, I'm telling you, it's like my kids. I ask once, then I tell. So now we're telling. No more danger game because now opposition <laughs> will be thinking, fuck me, Carlton are a bit good. We're going to have to beat them. And that is what really excites me now. They have gained that that respect. You know when I used to say, take the respect, don't earn it? We have stolen the respect, even better than taking it. We've stolen what's not rightfully ours and made it ours. And you know what? Teams will fear out and now going into the rest of the year, and rightly so. Well, that's the next challenge, whether it's, yeah, like you said, you know, this year, Next year, moving forward, and that's a new layer of challenge when teams fear you and when you get that level of confidence within what you do that teams fear you, there's no doubt. Like, I mean, we're all saying it. What happens when Harry, Walsh, Chera, McGovern, Kennedy, Jack Silvani, if you want to add him in there, Zach Williams, when these guys are in the side, like, <laughs> it's, it's GG's, mate. Thanks for coming. And even if they don't, it's still, yeah, GGs. Thanks. Well, that's right. Yeah. I, I, well, I, I think I, I think what's so scary is the depth, and depth wins you the flag. Do you know what yes. I mean? And that is that's terrifying. That that is fully terrifying. And you've seen other sides. Look at Collingwood. I'm not picking on Collingwood because there's no such thing as football banter. It's tragic. So this has just been legit. They're starting to panic because they've lost two players. So depth mm. is so incredibly important. Carlton's injury list looks like, you know, all the people who have played Batman since 1950, right? It's a big, deep list. We're still doing it. Do you know what I mean? We're still doing it. But this is important. This is so important for the Blues that they've got a deep list that anyone at any time can do it, which I think is so incredibly important. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. What were some of the storylines that emerged from this game, if any, for you? I think the ability to stand up when you need to. Mm -hmm. And I think players like Dow personifying that in the fourth quarter, head over the ball, being the ultimate clubman. I think the players starting to get the just desserts, you know, the reward, you know, like that respect factor of these players, people, everyone's talking about Nick Newman and we've known as Carlton fans, how bloody good Nick Newman is. People are now starting to quote me of Charlie Kernel's the best player in the league in the media. We've been saying it for years. Gerald, Gerald Waitley for banter has now said Carlton are the favorites to win the flag. We said that six weeks ago. Do you know what I mean? They're starting to get, starting to get the recognition because you know what boy it's tough 2018 was tough these boys have been through it and i think the big thing now is it's that coming of age you're seeing 22 men grow grown up together in the shit storm and you know what's scary they're starting to enjoy it like yeah they look like they were having fun out there and that yeah, turns yeah. me on because now they don't fear a challenge they're embracing the challenge mm -hmm. there's a there is an appetite for it isn't it um maturity maturity on on so many different levels amongst so many different players in so many different 
facets of their career and where they are is the thing that's standing out for me. For the last few years, we have been screaming repetitively, where are our leaders? Our leadership's an issue. We've got to bring people to the club who have experienced success that know what it takes, whether it's coaches or senior players. Um, I think we saw, if you start at the top, the leadership group, you saw Weedering, you saw Crips lift, raise, find a gear. Um, then you see the maturity of Tom DeConing when needed, necessary, take his moment, take his moments. Then you talk about Zach Fisher, Paddy Dow, these guys who had been, you know, sent to the VFL. Let's talk about Paddy Dow in particular uh, on this point, mate, all year in the VFL. Then he'd come in just as the sub. Not once did he drop his head. It's maturity. So, and it's and it's showing all the way through. And it's and it's a delight just to be here watching, rather than going and getting leadership and bringing it to the club on the field, um, which I know we have, uh, but to see these guys who didn't have those traits start to show these traits, super cool. Yeah, super grateful. <clears throat> Thing we've longed for ages, like I mean, well, I, I started doing this show with you what three and a half years ago, nearly four at the end of this year. Fuck me, I think it's four now. I think it was like yeah, July or August 2019 when we played uh Essendon, mate. Like, we've been here a while, I've been here what since 2011, so sing a lot of modern day blues. And I think you know what's so nice is that there's just a vibe about the club, and yeah. when I say the club. The whole thing. There's a vibe. Seeing the fans on Twitter and Facebook and in my DMs and on content, seeing you happy fills me with, I don't know, the cockles of my heart burn. The, seeing the boys out there playing with pride and panache of what we've always believed and where a lot of the aggression comes from or whatever you want to call it when we lose is because we're now starting to see where that frustration comes from on the field. We've, we've known that's existed in these boys since they've come into the system. And there is that real belief now where anything is possible. And finally it's flipped and it's a great place to be. And, you know, I, I feel like a kid in a candy shop. I feel like someone's giving me the keys because I'm all about energies and the vibes are fucking amazing, man. Like I want to do videos 24 hours a day. It's great. <laughs> These are the moments I've been waiting for and can't wait to win 17. I can't wait to be finally, everyone in this chat is equal. No one can say I saw our last flag in 95 and alienate an entire part of the fan base because suddenly the only flag that is relevant is 2023 when we win that together. That's the only relevant. That's the benchmark. That's our meeting point. And then we can go on to be a great thing. And you know True. what's great to say? Like, no what? No one deserves it more than us. I keep saying it. No one deserves it. It's great to see. It's a good point. The unifi the the total <clears throat> the total unification of the fan base, where we don't have uh, memories that only a certain section of the fan base have. And because we've we've gone over 20 years without without a flag, <laughs> and then if you want to talk about number of finals, you, you do almost have two sides of, of a fan base in, in, in some respects or a generational gap within the fan base. So yeah, that, that's a really that's a really good point to think about. When that all unifies and we're all talking about the same memory, like, oh, the flag of 23 or 24, 25, 26, when we win four in a row. That's 
that's like history making like where were you when where were you when it all went down so where were you when pom exposed himself on the camera <laughs> i can't wait mate honestly i'm, I'm buzzing man it's gonna be great it's gonna be yeah. great and can't wait can't wait looking yes. forward to it let's do some votes three two and one ladies and gents three two and one pommy how'd you go three two and one. Oh, i don't know if i've told you this by the way do you know on facebook if anyone uses the word pom or pommy it gets automatically hidden like it's offensive Terry living in 1995. Yes, it's it's a it's a racial slur, Terry. Right, evidently. There you go. There you go. Anyway, how'd you go with the votes, mate? <laughs> Imagine that the Poms invented racism, and suddenly I I can claim you're all racist for calling me Pommy. Jesus, um, my pop is turning in his grave. I reckon, but um, I reckon, uh, whew, this is tough. Um, three votes. I'll do it the way Terry likes it done. Three votes, Nick Newman. Two votes, um, George Hewitt. One vote, Patrick Cripps. Mm. Where were you when you subscribed to Pommy on Only Poms? <laughs> 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 Very good. Very good. Uh, I went one to Cripps, two to Newman, and three to Hewitt. That's how I did it. But I mean, you could have thrown so many names in there. You really could have. Uh, a lot of a lot of uh a lot of different variations. So it seems to be the same. What about a what about a a moment in the game? A passage of play that sticks out in your memory. Which one is it? Do I steal it off Terry after a lifelong friendship? I'm gonna have to, Terry. Take it. The little dinky toe prod from fish, you know, out of nowhere. Absolute, absolute coup de grace stuff, wasn't it? That, like, what, what filth arrogance from the young man. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That was, for me, the big, the, the big noticeable, that how long have we waited to have a system where Fisher feels okay to express himself? And yep. suddenly we have that now. Yeah, that, that was my favorite moment. I think that, that felt really more poignant than it needed to be. I felt that was a mm -hmm. big shift. Okay. That was mine, but there's another one. So it was actually Sorry. very early in the game. And one thing I look at with any of these big games is moments like big tackles or bumps where there's either a big star from one team that's getting tackled or, or just a bigger player getting tackled by a smaller player. And it was, it might have been in the first five minutes. It was George Hewitt's tackle on Brody Grundy to start the game. So Brody Grundy, head full of steam, needs to play well. He's been criticized. He's been out of the side, you know, you know, wanted to play well and tried to run through George Hewitt. And Hewitt just it wasn't happening. And from that moment, I was like, okay, the boys are on. Cause like those tackles in losses don't stick. And so, yeah. That's my one off the cuff because I really had the toe poke as my one. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That that was a great moment. I mean, there was so many, wasn't there? I mean, yeah, of we had some people in the chat spot on. Uh, Dow's intercept mark. I know Debbie, you're watching. You'll yep. love me giving Dow some kudos. I mean, Dow taking an intercept mark. <laughs> what? Uh, stop the world! I want to get off. <laughs> yeah. 
back against a pack as well, if you don't mind. It was brilliant. And then he just took off, yeah. Oh. Charlie's kick to always was beautiful. Matt says, Mark, Jack Martin just trying to hurt everyone when he tackled people. Yeah. Uh, the goal in the fourth, yeah, yeah. Did not see that coming. Um, this was a good one from Hyde. T Cripps clearance, passes to Dow, passes to Foggs, who kicks lace out to TDK. Yep. Kempi's mark. Oh, very good. Oh, this one. 25 blokes flying for the football, and TDK gets the, the fist on it. It's all that matters. Doesn't get a stat. Doesn't get a stat. I, I think, please enter a name has the best one. Marchbank's arm hairs. That was, that's probably the, that's probably the big one. Isn't it? It's probably the big talking point. What else have we got? I'm falling the hand behind. of God, do you know what I mean? Hand of God. Um, let's go. What do we got? Paddy Dow's mark in the back line. Yes. Crips v Vining on the wing. Crips bounces up to receive a handball from Fog. The Crips drills Charlie to set up our third goal of the last quarter. Yes. Very good. I can't wait to do the show next week and the watch along. I'm wearing my t um, March Banks Hand of God shirt that I've had yep. made up. I can't wait to have Melbourne fans in the chat winding me up about it. Yep. Have I missed any more? Um, Gorn falling on his face. Doc mops was, up and snaps the goal. Was that, Pom, was that Pomcon Cotter one, the one I'm thinking of, the tackle in the last two minutes, where he he lays down on him? And at first I thought the player had hit their head on the thing. And he got up and the umpire came up and Jim Carter gave him a cheeky wink, which made me laugh. I was like, well done, Pom Carter. You've just killed a human being and you've given a wink to get away with it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Constant blocking, constant ability and, and willingness to want to block for um, teammates. Just winning plays all around. So now, what does this win do for the group? In your in your view, well, I mean, I think it's the it's the last question really for them. Mm. This these were the two best sides in the league statistically over the last five games. Carlton have absolutely knocked another one off. Now we're going to see something exciting. Yeah. Now we have a target on our back. Now yes. we're being chased, and we've never seen that. We've always been the chasees. Yep. Suddenly we're being chased. So it's going to be really exciting to see how these boys now say, we've got the benchmark. And me and Terry talk about this off the camera. You've got the benchmark, go 10% above the benchmark. Keep raising that benchmark now. And this is this is what it is, isn't it? The, the boys now have got, got a little bit of fear factor about them. And you saw it with Melbourne. It was really impressive. Both play manic forward pressure. And it was good to see they were the first ones to shit themselves, not us. That They were squeaky bum time. So Carlton now are starting to see, we can make you fold. We're not yes. going to fold. So it's really exciting to see how they go about their work for the next six to eight weeks. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm going to give out $200 to someone. Get out. Yeah. I'm going to share my screen in a minute. <clears throat> now, we're going to do another one of these in a few weeks. So um, $200 is going to someone who entered the Instagram giveaway this weekend on the game day reel. And this one's brought to you by Northern Tire Distributors. So I'm going to share my screen. I hope this works properly because I haven't 
I haven't clicked start contest just yet. I'm going to share my screen. Okay, that looks like it's working. I'm going to start the contest. The, the countdown timer will count down eight seconds and then a name will appear. So here we go. Here we go. Let's see. We've, we've only just begun. just begun. Here we go. The winner. I saw some names. Mark Eunice. There we Miss go. Miss Maz67. Come Miss on Maz down. 67. There you go. Miss Maz67. Uh, if you're watching, get in touch uh, because you've won $200. So congratulations. I love that. 200 denarii. Love that. Is that Maz here? Is that you? Is that you? Is that you? Ah, oh, love to see it. Maz. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> love that. What are you spending the 200 on? Yes, Maz. I, um, please send me a message on Instagram and I will get to you after the show and um, give you your money. There you go. Now, those of you who didn't enter, what are you doing? You're using 200 bucks, mate. So we're going to do it again in a couple of weeks. One more. Be ready for it. So there you go, Maz. Love that. Love that for you. Pommy, what would you do with 200 bucks off the bat straight up? <laughs> uh, probably take the kids somewhere like Werribee Zoo and mm. uh, and punish myself. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Real selfless man. <laughs> All, about the kids. All about the kids. I would absolutely be buying some $85 scarves. No doubt about that. So there you go. Yeah, Johnny, it was on Instagram. It was on Instagram. So be ready. Be ready for the next one. I will let you all know on the BA show in anticipation. Um, but yeah, this is really what it's about. You put 200 on the flag, mate. That's the that's the move. I love, I love that, Frankie. Gamble responsibly. <laughs> technically, you don't have to gamble responsibly if, yeah. you're, if you're giving away free money to 200. Yeah, yeah. There you go. All right. Injury update out. Okay. Maybe we can like impromptu get this done. All right. Done. Share my screen. I haven't seen this yet. So we're all going to see this live. Here we go. We've only just begun. Here we go. Oh, don't tease me with Harry. Being on oh, the no, Harry in the Sam Doherty. Uh, it's fucking. Oh. All right. So we're Sam Doherty. Done. Will be assessed. Jack Silvani back in full training, expected to be available. I'm about to scroll down on Harry. Hang on, let me do this. Jack Silvani's back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, sorry, I Mate, look at this. Look at this. Harry's back this week. Wow, Durden test if Chera's back. Chera's back. Next week, Ooh. McGovern is back next week. Ooh. Walsh, all right, next week. <laughs> oh, and fuck me. Kennedy's a chance. Wow, that's we're gonna cut, we're, we're gonna cost Dimmer his job at Gold Coast because after yeah. what we do to Gold Coast, Dimmer's gonna be like, nah, fuck that. Right. Well, let's break this down. So, Sauce and Harry available for available to play this week. Uh, Jack Silvani and 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 Harry Mackay with Doc being assessed later in the week. All right, okay, that does a lot for us because we clearly 
Like, you know what? This is the perfect time. Let's talk about Harry Mackay in the team. Let's talk about And how Harry. much it's going to help us and help Charlie and help the Smalls and help absolutely everybody. It's a big boost. Well, depends who you want to listen to. You and me or the media. The media what would we know? Right there, saying what would we know? Yeah. What would we know about um, Honestly, just watching the way we play, um, Harry coming in is is fab time. Like I'd say, for me personally, Harry is more exciting to come back than Walsh and Chera. That that actually excites me more because I just I see all that space in behind, seeing the triple teaming we're seeing on Charlie, which Harry used to face if you remember, and then it opens them up, opens yeah. them up all of a sudden. I think that's. Like I am salivating for that, salivating because I, I think against Melbourne and against St Kilda, the only thing that kept the scores relatively close was it was eight players on Charlie. Suddenly you can't do that, and if you do, the other one's going to get off the chain. So I can't wait to see that, and I'd love to see Jack back in with Pitternet. I mean, with TDK because I felt like TDK was really thriving in that role. So. I'm really excited. I'm really excited. To, I was excited before, bro. Like, well, mate, lids off now. Flag yeah, time. I know. It's a, it's a live reaction. I'm like, I'm crossing my legs. I'm like, so <laughs> few things that come to mind. Yeah, Pito. We could rest him. He's banged up. We could rest him for this week and bring Jack in. I don't know what they do with that. Um, the aerial battle goes right back in our favor when it comes to the forward half of the ground with Harry back in that side. Um, then there's the question that we were posing, you know, you bring Harry back, do you let Charlie go further up the ground and kick the ball to Harry? Like, who knows? Whatever that looks like. Then there's another level of gratitude for people, players like Dow, players like Fisher, who have come in, filled a role, which two weeks ago, a lot of us weren't sure about whether or not they were going to be able to do it and be able to buy time for Walsh to get extra ready to get an extra week of preparation in for Chera to get some more time. So kudos. And then there's the third question, which is, mate, what do you do when they're all back? It's tough. It's There's going to be some unlucky boys who have done some really good things for this, this team. But there is a VFL flag to be won as well. Well, I mean, People were wondering if we could make the VFL finals. I think that's locked in now. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna count and reserves are gonna win by about 10. But I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what they do. I mean, probably it said Walsh was available this week, wasn't it? Is it he looks like he's available for this week in that thing? Next week. Next week. So Walsh and Chera are scrubbed out this week. Yep. Okay, well, that makes the dock thing interesting, doesn't it? Because you would have said there would have been probably a great argument that if one of them was fit, dock gets the week. The week do you know what I mean? Which would help them out. I mean, there's also a gentleman that no one's talked about. I haven't seen it in the comments, so I apologize if you had said this, but Boyd as well, because oh. Boyd oh, took yeah. the piss in VFL. So mm. it's not really a straight in for dock because dock hasn't seen the back half of the ground since 1642. So. Um, it's going to be an interesting one, isn't it? But I mean, you know what? Not my monkey, not my problem. I, I'm, I'm, I reckon you could play any one combination of the 22 and win. So I'm excited. Yeah. 
You want Harry playing though. Like if Harry no is idea. fit, you want him playing the two weeks. You want him playing to get the form going, to get the form going, get the feeling. You don't want him debuting in, in a in a final. You want him having a couple of weeks at least just to get his eye in and yeah. enjoy himself. We are going to be, I think everyone's going to benefit from the bye in some way. I feel like we are one of the teams that like right up there. There are, there are certain players who I would say are in our best six or seven players. So let's say Harry Walsh and Chera alone. I would say those three are in our best six or seven the ability to give them an extra week of preparation and recovery and rest and, and whatever else they do with their treatment, critical for us. Obviously, you know, we don't want any more injuries. We don't want to add to the list. Uh, it's getting to that pointy end of the season where you never know what's around the corner. But uh, yeah, we're, you know, things all of a sudden have a positive trajectory for us going in our favor. And sometimes you need a bit of luck. And I think more importantly, you need a little bit of luck at the right time. So let's see. Mate, it's exciting times. Exciting times. And, you know, Walsh, Chera, Harry, them three are walk-up starts for this football side. I don't care who's playing well, who's taking their place. There's no way you go into a game if they're fit and ready and fully to play. So they are going to be playing. Mm. You'd imagine that Fish and Dow have got another week to make that someone else's problem. And that's the great thing about selection at the moment. It feels like it's someone's problem. Someone's putting their name up. Last week, Fogarty had an off game. This week, he bounced back. So now Motlop's maybe under the radar after his game last week. And you know Motlop this week's going to come out and fire because he doesn't want to be dropped. And I always remember that beer I had with Kuta a couple of years ago saying that the first thing they did was always look at the papers to see what the Magoos did if you had a bad game. Now that's here. Now that's here. These players are like, fuck, I don't want to be. I don't yeah. want to come out of this side. And why would you? Why would you? Because this is probably the best it's been at Carlton since they've ever been drafted. All of them. And, it, and it's the first in their careers that they get a chance to to make history with, you know, it, that's a motivating factor. It, it might be external, or, or like an external factor, but it's, I want to be part of the group that made the finals for the first time for this, you know, this group in particular, this rebuild or whatever you call it, this group of people. It's like, who is going to be part of that first 22 round one in September? So there's, there's so much to be excited and motivated by. <sighs> Can we take a moment to just appreciate that we're not living in the time where we're putting players on ice now because the season's dead. Oh, you know, I, I appreciate the time where we used to do 14. We do our best 22. And let's be honest, 14 were there. Mm. And literally when I used to name my 22 after 14 to 22, you could have fucking put anyone's name in because they were all as bad as each other. Like yeah. how good is it now that we could have an argument for a whole hour of yep. why Dow has to stay in and you should drop Fisher, or why Fisher should stay in and we drop Dow, or why Fogarty stays in and you drop Motlop. Like, you have literally got 28 players full fit. You can make an argument and it's not wrong or right. That is what is exciting for me. But that that is where I'm turned on because it's not 22 players, it's 28. Correct. You need 30. You need 30 for a, you know, for a, for 
to get and, real Oh, yeah, breath. and the way Carroll played last week in the Magoos and the form mm. he's building, the way Durden's building down back, it's probably 32, 34, Cal- Cowan, Cowan, Bins. We haven't seen him yet. Like, there's probably 32, 34 guys that on any given Sunday could put in a shift. Let's touch on the on the VFL. What happened? I watched uh, watched the second half. Um, well, you've in totality. Been busy, you? Yeah, mate. I'm a busy you've boy. Been partying? No, I was. I was. You know what? I was relatively well behaved on Friday night, uh, Saturday night. I got to say, I was. I was well behaved. I can I can confirm. I spoke to Terry privately. He's not hiding anything of you. He, 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 honestly, there's no PG. I got nothing to hide, mate. I'll tell. I'll tell you the truth. I'll tell you the truth. Always. <laughs> there's, there's no PG stuff. He's he's edited. He's been telling the truth. No, um, Terry. It was it was a good game. It was um a very very hotly contested game. A bit like the seniors, in the terms of Melbourne and no Mugs, um, that we held out one by eight points. It was we were in control of the game from start to finish. It was we led for the entire game, but it was only a couple of goals. We never pulled away and were 50 points up. Some real good performances though. Uh, starting with Bins, he was very good as usual, almost getting boring. Um, I'd just done my VFL rap. I gave Lemmy and Hudson O'Keefe a real rap. Both of them two players are really starting to come of age. But Harry Lemmy gave me, I see Shane saying TDK, he reminds me of a JSOS. And what I mean by that is he's been starting to be put in the rook, like JSOS, similar thing, and he's really starting to thrive in it. He had he, he led the ground on inside 50 tackles this week as well. So he's got a little bit of that in him as well, which I thought was really interesting. And I did say in the video, I thought that that might be one to watch, that development, because it's an interesting one, because he's got a very similar career path to JSOS, Played everywhere for his team at juniors because they got a lot of forwards and he got injured. So he had to relearn different positions. I really like that call. Just watch that space. Um, Domi A, back in the forward line where he belongs. He looked beautiful. Um, Durden was strong. Cowan was strong. Carroll was very good as well. Um, really thriving with no doubt there being the senior ball winner. And yeah, all in all, some real positive signs. Everyone who played, who is a senior player, looked pretty important. I thought, I thought they looked really good. Mm. No, that's good. I thought, yeah, of the of what I saw, um, I thought Sam Durden looked pretty good as a defender back there. I, I liked quite a few of the plays that he made under pressure. So yeah, he stood out for me. Real, 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 real good person to have in the VFL. So I'd imagine Carlton do draft a key defender at mm-hmm. some point, probably with one of their late picks. Real good place to learn because we've mm-hmm. talked about TDK. We've talked about the senior players that have started to add something new to their game, particularly players like Kent with the ground ball gets because he's working with Charlie. I think you'll actually see with Sam Durden there. That's an old school key defender, but then whoever comes in, he's going to learn off a solid old young head. Wheaterin, who's probably the best at his craft. Kemp, who's dirty on the ground. Suddenly you've got a, a senior team. If you're a kid, fuck, I've got so much to learn from. And great shot. Sorry, Matt. Sam Philp returned as well this week. Um, yes. Wasn't he good? Not really. You could see he hadn't played football for about two years, but you saw the signs of why Carlton were hot on him. Very quick, very evasive. 
I, I think he's got four weeks to cement himself a category A deal, which is a very good segue in a minute to talk about something else. But yeah, I reckon he may get one of the category A spots because we've already filled presumably one of them category A spots for next year. All right, let's get into it. I don't know if we call this an exclusive, but it will it is be. An exclusive. It's an exclusive. Okay, surprise, Pom, take it away. So this video is going up after this show, so I've got a full whole video on Matty Duffy, but today I have lied, cheated, and stealed to get confirmation that Irish media, the five biggest publications in Ireland, are officially reporting that Matt Duffy ha is leaving Dramad um, Football Club, and he signed a two-year deal with Carlton Football Club, uh, and that is all over Irish media. And this is one of the hottest properties in Irish football. So I have wow. spent a couple of weeks doing a bit of recon on this guy. And I finally got a confirmation from a journalist in Ireland that it was this guy. I had a four on the radar, but this is it. And these are the stats here. I've managed to, on the video I'm releasing on Pominoz, you'll see I've got a highlights package. It's taken me ages to create. Um, but these are basically the ratings that we've graded him. But he's very, he's 19 years old, very hungry. He's a midfielder for them. Um, constantly wrote about in the Irish press as a young player that could be a big star in their National League. Um, real strong in the air, really strong. Kicking, it's hard to tell because the ball is different. And it's really important to understand that when you're looking at Irish players, as I explained in my video, when you haven't got the stats, you've got to suddenly be like a 1965 scout and use your eye. And one of the things that really points out is the difference in Gaelic football to, to Australian rules. And one of the big ones is not just the ball, but it's little rules and idiosyncrasies. So one of the big idiosyncrasies is there's no tackling in Irish football and there's no marking. So that's where we've got this spatial awareness. This guy plays in the middle he takes a lot of marks, but he can't stop. He's got to keep on going. The rule in Gaelic football is there's no free kicks for marks. You carry on. So even if you catch it, there's no advantage. And the size of the pitch, it's almost half the width in Gaelic football and half the length. So the reason that, like Gokhan's saying, is the tackling, it's the intent factor. So the only way you can win the ball back is wrestling the ball. So they literally grab it in the air and fight, or you slap it out of your hand. You slap it and they hold it like this and they punch it out. But you've got to be close to do that. And that's his, this guy's intent. He's had a couple of black cards, which is a 10-minute sin bin for rough contact and rough conduct. He's aimable. And one of the common ways to get the ball back in Irish football is when the ball hits the deck and they all flood it. And watching some of the footage, I've managed to get two full games and compile them into highlights from last year. So it's a year ago. There's been another year of development in him is how quickly he hits that contest and he hits it hard. He hits it hard, real old school, ball over there and gets it going. And he's a real, real strong competitor. And I think looking at him, I can really see something. I, I can see a future here. I can see why Carlton like him because he's got all the traits that you look for in a young kid. And that is his ability to get his head over the ball, his ability to bring players in. And that's a big thing as well from watching the footage. He's in goal-scoring opportunity, and he's always looking to give the ball up. 
to someone in a better position. He's not a selfish footballer. And that's going to come in handy when you're playing a game with more players on a bigger field. That is so important. But he looks like a real little find. He's been talked about in the AFL fraternities as well for two years as well. So pre just after COVID, this is one of the names that was floated around. But as a young 19-year-old boy, he looks really, really good. I feel like you've just had a Carlton Football Club on Saturday night moment, mate. The information, the intel, and I'm looking at the graphic and I'm just like, this guy, he's come a long way. I love that. Great stuff, man. That's awesome. So, But yeah, so Irish people, the Irish media, they have reported it. So had the very privilege of speaking to a gentleman this morning um, all the way in Ireland who pretty much confirmed that, yes, he's said that he's leaving, but very quick, very evasive, very highly rated from speaking to people who know fo Gaelic football way more than a casual observer. They are real big fans of this kid and said that he could be quite something. Comes from a good family as well. All their family work in the local community of sport as well. So I think his dad's a coach of one of the teams. So that's really impressive and looks a good gap. Looks a good gap. Now, if it's not this intel, if it's not the research, if it's not the graphics, if it's not the algorithm, if it's not the player ratings, if it's not the watch along, if it's not the availability to absolutely anybody who needs a lending hand, I don't know what this guy needs to do to get a damn subscription on the YouTube channel. So get on it. Pommy in Oz. This is bloody brilliant stuff. So just for context too, what, why? Why are we getting players from... Why are we looking in Ireland? What's what's the context behind it? Is it because of the list, the structure, the salary cap? Like, what are we looking to do here? Well, I mean, the news filtering through from Ireland is Carlton have actually signed an agreement to have players for the next couple of years as well. So we're going to get first refusal of these Irish players. Now, the reason is very good by Nick Austin this, that Tasmania come into the league pretty soon, which you're going to see a lot of compromised drafts. We're starting to see as well, the father-sons, there's a lot of them. Uh, the NGAs, there's a lot of them as well in the next couple of years. So drafts are going to be compromised. So Carlton have got to try and think outside the square, especially. And I know Australia is quite a close-knit with AFL, but the potential of these Irish players, a lot of this sport is amateur. They're not getting paid big money. And they're very incredibly talented. And if you go back a couple of years ago to the inter-country games, you actually saw that the Irish were very formidable in in these games. In these games, they were very formidable. And the rules affected the Irish way more than it affected us. Pretty much all that changed for Australians was the ball shape changed. Do you know what I mean? So apart from that, it was very difficult. And this here gives Carlton a real good acquisition to get a foothold, not only commercially, but also at these young, talented talented footballers and these are really really talented and there's a few names that have been passed around i haven't got confirmation who the second one is that evidently is a really closely guarded secret and from what i was discussing with the journal in ireland this only came to light because of a mistake it, it was posted by a mistake um on a social media by the club the club went a bit early and then retracted it but this kid here Looks really solid and um, we'll surely have some news who the next one is. But this is to get your whistle wet and he looks a real solid player. But for moving forward for Carlton, short, short answer, 
this gives us an extra medium to get players in in these compromise drafts, particularly if Carlton are going to be a top four side, they're going to have to look for an avenue when our academy network isn't that great. This is a great little network that is very untapped. And mm. Nick Austin, credit to him, he's put a lot of things in place in Ireland and it should be an exciting time because I reckon you'll get a 300 gamer out of Ireland in the next couple of years from these boys. I just checked his Instagram profile. So, um, 782 followers, 746 following. He's followed by two people that are mutual to the Blue Abroad Instagram. Pommy and Nick Austin. Genius. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> Check it out. Look, oh, hang on. Can you see that? Is that? Guess what? Guess, guess what? There's rumors that Pom and... Tom and uh, Nick Austin never been seen in the same room. Could 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 they be? Could Love Nick it. Austin be Pom's burner? Um, but no, legit. This guy looks very, very, very good. So from the footage I've seen, um, the highlight I compiled was this year. Um, yep. There was one game that was this year with handheld footage. It took me hours to go through it and give the good footage. And then there's one from last year. Um, in the underages final um, as well. But you can really see his strength through his core. And that's something that you see with the Irish players. Zach Tui is a great example. Strong through the core because it's a different method of tackling because um, obviously they don't have it. So you've got to learn a little bit sharper. So real exciting, really exciting. And, you know, we've had um, Joanne Doonan. She was Irish. Um, she's yes. now at Essendon. Uh, but Matt Duffy, he, he won't leave us. I love it. Well, there you go. That's that's brilliant. Thank you, mate. Um, all right. How do I can't get believe back? people starting to call me Tom Brown? Don't do it's that. Pom, it's Pom Austin, mate. That's what it is. <laughs> Pom Brown, if that starts taking off. I don't often do that. You know me. I don't like rumors and stuff mm. like that. I don't often do it. But this, this was a personal challenge of mine to find yes. out who the fuck it was. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Well. A few more items on the agenda. I've got... All right, cool. So those who hung out on with us on Saturday morning for BA Saturdays, I, I mentioned if we beat Melbourne, that the pins would become ordered. So they'd be ordered. Is that, is that, is that focusing? Yeah, now it's focusing. So the pins have arrived. Sorry, they've been ordered. I've got a sample here. The BA pin has been ordered. I ordered it on Sunday morning, first thing. So they're on the way. So if you would like one, the link is at the top of the live chat on Instagram right now. They are $17. Why are they $17? Because we're manifesting the 17th premiership. And when we win that premiership, they will be $18. And when we win that premiership, they will become $19. All the way up to 100 in, I don't know, 200 years, whatever it is. So um, pre-order now, there are probably two to three weeks away the earlier you order the earlier they come to you um very excited just in time for final generational wealth yeah <laughs> the compound <laughs> effect <laughs> oh, um secondly wednesday night we're doing we're going to do something a little a little unique on the channel we're going to do a watch along for the matildas game they're playing the the, the lionesses uh, and so we're just going to hang out here and watch the game um, and react. And uh, Pommy, will you be here for the watch along for the game? 
Well, I mean, you need a POM, don't you? You need a POM. So I'm stepping in for the Aussies and whoever else. Um, and POMI oh, is Oh, wait, there. I'm going to be outnumbered. You're going to be outnumbered? <laughs> if you're a oh. POM, make yourself known. Can't have this. Not being ganged it. up on. I'd have it. All right. Um, okay. Well, so that's at 8 p.m. We might go live 10 minutes before the game uh, just to just to get it going. But, Pommy, what do you know about the... Wait, how do you fancy your chances this week? England 3-1. Why is that? Time is it's coming home. I've heard that before. Mm. Yeah, could be scenes. No, it should be a great game. I mean, both, both both have played some good football going through this. You had a tough route last week mm-hmm. on penalties. Um, England got through against Colombia. So it should be an insane game. Both sides play really good football, though. I mean, yeah. now America are out. The top sides, the shock sides have been out. It's, it's between us and each other, really. I, I think whoever wins this... Having you knock France out, I think he's probably the winners of this. So this is probably the the final before the final. It's going to be massive. It's going to be massive. Sorry, I just put the link again in the chat and pinned it. So there you go for the pin. Now, tomorrow, well, tonight, goodness, um, almost Blues Brothers is going live straight after we finish here. So I've got to get done. Uh, tomorrow, the Jumper Punch, and the Jumper Punch had a very special guest. Have a look. I listen to Huge Big Sean, you can come on. Angel, get Angel. Get Angel, get Angel for a big win. Yeah, 100%. Big guest for a big win. No, 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 no. He's off. He's what? off. Nah. You can... No, no, off you go. What's that? I'm on. I'm on. I'm on, boys. Angel's been booted out. Look at that. <laughs> come on. I love it. Zero games, zero goals for Carlton. What a superstar. Hey, but we've got the, the Dagani sister. That, that'll that be fiery, won't it? Because, I mean, probably one of the few people in the world who could control them boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. No, Steph's... <laughs> mate, Steph keeps me in line. i give you the hot tip. Nobody gives me the feedback that I need like Steffi D. Nah, she's, uh, she's had a great week. She's come down from Dubai. She's visited for the week. She graduated on on Saturday, got her master's in education uh, at Melbourne Uni. I was there with my grandparents, mum and dad. Uh, then we went to the game and then we had the moment. Like it, it, it all just happened. It all just happened. And um, I'm glad that she gets to spend a short amount of time here and get the absolute most out of it. Um, we went down to North Seafood and Grill today for lunch with Rocco, Paolo, Maloney. Ange was there. Kuda was there. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be tomorrow at uh 7 p.m um 6 p.m will be the rest we're going to move that bring it forward uh, because um wednesday night we'll have the watch along um and that's that mate steph is younger than me she's 18 months younger but she's just a g she's the best she's my favorite um that's that mate there's the ba show <laughs> Sorry's just ruined the family. She's my favorite. You have got a younger brother, I mean. <laughs> well, my brother's the bit. What? Well, so Chris is, Chris is the one that's going to take the world by storm and be the best one. Um, He's the DJ, isn't he? I, I just seen. Hasn't he got like the most streamed thing? I did yeah. stalk him the other day. Hi, yeah, Chris. He, 
he's just like the cooler, much cooler version of, of me. Steph's the better version of me, and Chris is the cooler version of me. He's just, yeah, he's just a G. Anyway. I think you're harsh on yourself, that right, Taz. Yeah. No, they're the best. Anyway, Joe is ready. So we got to get out of here. Um, make sure you are subscribed to the Pommy and Oz YouTube channel. Make sure you check out his video on Mr. Duffy. And good night from us. Go Blues. Good night. Much love, everyone.